everybody. Welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B, coming at you hot and fast with some graphic novelties. Woo! Graphic novelties. Hard and fast. Gritty graphic novelties from the dark side of the, the railroad. I don't know. I don't this, know what I'm talking about. This book's so pleasant. It actually is very pleasant. Today we are talking <laughs> to you about a graphic novel called Azimut. This is from uh, Magnet or Static Press, excuse me, uh, which I think is connected to Titan Comics, I believe. Ooh, Don't quote me on that, though. Uh, it is. It says Titan Comics on the back. Ha ha. <laughs> quote me on that, jerks. Deduction. <laughs> Big old hardcover, priced at $39.99. This is written by Wilfred Lupano with uh, art by Jean-Baptiste André. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so fancy with my accent. Uh, Azimut is multiple stories all happening aggressively at the same time. <laughs> aggressively is such it a is, good word. It uh, is an Alice in Wonderland-esque uh, fantasy adventure romp featuring many uh, very abstract and very kind of off-the-wall premises, such as uh, a creature known as the Time Snatcher that literally snatches away time. Uh, there's this idea of a, an immortal baron who is kept alive by the screams of uh, people dealing with trauma. Uh, and there's this idea, the concept of a explorer who's having a hard time because he can't find the North Pole. Somebody absconded with the North Pole. Uh, things like that, as well as many, many more, uh, take place in this book. The main narrative follows around a character named Manny and her ragtag group of friends, uh, which are mutants. There are mutants in this world, which are all, like, part human and either part animal or part inanimate object. Things like that. Manny is beautiful. Everyone loves her. Everyone wants to marry her. She's constantly being accosted for her good looks to the point where it eventually becomes a hassle for her. And her whole thing is that she's trying to find a way to beat death. She wants to defeat time and remove any chance of her aging and dying. Uh, and she's bringing her ragtag group of friends along with her. There's also... A lovelorn artist who follows Manny around and has been heartbroken by her. There is a gentleman who was hired by Manny's mother to hunt her down. Uh, there is a lovelorn rabbit who saw Manny once and is determined to find her. And then there's a lot of other cool things like a turtle that's part like cash register and like a sand <laughs> goddess. It's neat. It's wild. It's crazy. <laughs> T, thoughts? Oh my gosh, this book is so much. First and foremost, I want to say that this is a formidable read. It is a it's big chunky. Yeah, yeah. book. It is thick. It is long. It is text heavy. There is a lot going on. Um, and it's very abstract. It's a great word to say because things are not obvious all the time. There's obviously a very clear narrative and structure and mm -hmm. characters are recurring and consistent, but there's also weird concepts like a guy who doesn't die, but does die, but has like clones of himself manifest in like strange ways. And you're not really sure mm -hmm. whether that clone is real or not. Um, there's like weird disjunct time bits that you're not entirely sure where they fit until 
much later in the story. Um, there's lots of narratives that weave in and out together until you see how they fit together like a puzzle. So it can be, it's, it's a thick boy and it takes some time to read it. However, it is one of the most creative, inventive, original stories mm -hmm. I have maybe read in my whole life. And that's saying a lot because I was literally an English major. <laughs> I've read a lot of stuff. Yeah. It is incredibly unique and it, you know, it, it's good, like, not saying all good, but really good fantasy stories for me are ones that do involve some sort of journey. Yep. You know what I mean? Some sort of, like, really good narratives in general, I guess. Usually in fantasy this works, but you can get it out of sci-fi, you can get it out of more grounded fiction. But for fantasy, if if there's, like, a quest, like an expedition, like a journey... It gives you this ability to tell a lot of stories in the same story. So you yep. basically see the main story as this branch. Not even, I hesitate to say branch, just the, the trunk of a tree, per yeah. se. Or even just, you know, a, a river. And then all these other stories that they kind of interact with on their way from point A to point B yeah. are these little like estuaries kind of popping off. Very Lord the of side. the Rings esque. Yeah, they exist and sometimes they interrupt, but for the most part, the main story continues to go and then you just see these other things happening on the side. This one also does a nice job of having multiple characters on quests. So you have, you know, the the mercenary guy, the the bounty hunter guy is on his own quest to find Manny and experiences different stories as he goes along there. Manny is on her quest. Manny's mother is on a quest and experiences different stories. So it's, you see a lot of different, it gives you the ability to do these little vignettes, these little yes. like just slices of story that have their own sort of point and their own sort of message to give, get across. Uh, the writer here does a really good job conveying the messages they want to deliver. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, which is nice. They don't, it's not too heavy handed or, you know, too subtle. Like when there's a message to be had, they're very clearly trying to tell you something. Right. You know, another thing that I really liked about this is that it does a good job of riding the line between young and adult. Um, it doesn't, sometimes you can struggle with fantasy because it either goes one way or the other. A lot of fantasy either goes Game of Thrones, there's, it's nothing but sex and drama and blood and death and murder and gore. And it's like way over the top. Or it's like super like kind of minimized down, very childlike, very whimsical, mm. very like fun, flirty, Peter Pan fantasy. And it doesn't it doesn't have much as much weight or feel as like adult reader friendly necessarily. This to me did an incredible job of being both. Mm -hmm. It. There's mm -hmm. instances of sexuality without it being yeah. hypersexualized. There's yeah, it's not gratuitous. Instances... It's sexy without being gratuitous. Yes, yeah. and there's like instances of death without it being, you know, bloody and gory. And there's instances of sadness and emotion and betrayal and all of these mm -hmm. things. And like, there's there's an instance where um, one of the characters, I won't say who, but they kind of get stopped by Manny's mom in a very heartbreaking way and I literally caught myself <gasps> like mm. I, I was startled and like no way I can't believe that just happened and it's very upsetting but it's not graphic it's yeah. not gratuitous it was just 
part of the story. It's not needlessly dark. Yeah, it's not exactly. Like, and and it felt you know we're gonna take this character that you love and kill them, even though it doesn't really progress the story. Just right. to elicit the emotion. And like, yeah. there's some instances of like you know visual nudity, but it's not in like any gratuitous way. Mm-hmm. And so I don't feel like it's super inappropriate. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, obviously, some parents are like very strictly anti nudity, but like you know. Personally, yeah, as like so, a little girl, like I know what I know what, what women's look like. Like it's yeah, not a big deal, and it's, it's not still, like they're doing anything naughty. Yeah, it's still so. a mature read. Like there is some swearing, but it's not like yeah, none, none of it is done gratuitously. Exactly, none of it is done excessively, and there's not really any gore that I can remember. Um, it's but it's a wild ride. It's crazy. Like it's, it's so cool. It's very hilarious at points. Like yep. it's laugh out loud funny at points. There's this one sequence of there's this kingdom of like very minuscule individuals um and they their king is being wed to a very attractive woman and his like advisors are all standing around him like telling him <laughs> how to talk to women and then she says like two words and they all like Basically, like, anime nosebleed and, and, like, pass out. (laughs) And then you get that again. There's, like, another woman shows up, and he's also going to marry her, and the whole thing starts over again. And it's just really, it's really funny. There's a few, like, there there was one moment, and I was like, this is getting a little racist. And then they kind of recovered. They, they, like, took your sensibilities of what you expected Your expectations yeah uh them to do with this group and they were like psych just kidding and then they kind of went to be racist towards a different group like almost immediately following yeah. that so there is it there's a depiction of arabic culture uh and namely arabic men um that is a little little rough uh, there's a little bit of subtle Islamophobia kind of commentary. It does possibly. feel relatively consistent to old um, Arabic fairy tales, like very like 1001 Nights, like that sort of a thing. But it it's also kind of yeah, it's I mean, a little I, I'm, gratuitous. I'm talking more the physical depiction oh, yes, and less fair. like, you know, obviously, you know, they're out in the desert. There's, you know things that are similar to things that exist in those sorts of fairy tales or Arabic myths. Like, I'm not as concerned about those. I'm more concerned about, like, the physical depiction of the people. That's fair. And how they treat them. A little rough. Yeah. A little rough there. Uh, So I will admit that that was a big hang-up for me. This otherwise is one of my favorite graphic novels that I think I've ever read. It was super fun. I had a great time through and through. You know, the, the discriminatory stuff, the, the kind of prejudice stuff isn't so kind of in your face that it really detracts from it. But I can see how it could be construed as offensive. Yeah. So that is like really the main criticism that I have otherwise. Right. Like, honestly, it flowed well. The characters were done well. I thought character motivations were laid out well, as well as they could be in such an abstract, crazy world. And there's, you know, there's, there's moments of like, kind of postmodern absurdism in a way where like people say things or believe things that 
are just there to be weird, but it, it seems ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's intentional. And I think one thing that was cool is that there were actual instances in this book. I'm, I believe that I have watched enough, uh, movies and videos and like weird horror stuff that Mm -hmm. i'm not frequently gotten by surprise twists anymore yeah i can normally see things a mile away this book had a particular twist that i just i didn't see it until it happened and i I literally like home alone like slap my cheeks like (gasps) Mm -hmm. brilliant and it was so good it was so clever and smart and funny and it fits so well into a fairy tale motif and it it seemed so obvious but it wasn't i it was just so good i was so impressed that that has not happened in a long time for me where i literally felt like i got got (laughs) and the art itself is equally as whimsical as the story is as the characters are they did a great job with character design it doesn't feel like it feels perfectly over the top you know what i mean like it's it's Definitely over the top, but it's not, like, gaudy or gross. No. Like, there's not really any, like, moments of, like, oh, ew, ew gross, which no, sometimes happens with fantasy things. It's, you know, fairly steampunk adjacent. It's got a lot of, like, gear work and clockwork and things like that, but uh, oh, it's just really cool. It's just a really, really cool book. It's a it very really, really cool is. book. It uh, is highly worth your time. Highly recommend. This is probably one of my favorite books that I've read for a graphic novelties. It was just fun. It's just a lot of fun. It's so clever. Super, super cool. It's just clever. That's I think that's the biggest word that kept coming back to me is that everything about it, all of the little intricacies, mm-hmm. the details, mm-hmm. the nuances, the like weird way that things connect together, the like twists and turns and surprises, it just felt so clever. Very, very ordered chaos. Yeah. 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 Just so, so well constructed. Mm -hmm. Very impressed. Very nice. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Just a little bit of announcement. We're doing, are we doing the, we're doing the summer break, right? Yes. um, It's going to be coming soon. I believe this upcoming episode is going to be our last one for normal standard episodes we may have a couple surprise middle episodes i do happen yep. to know that there is a lady thor coming that may get an episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're basically we're taking july off yes um unless there's anything that we absolutely have to talk about like love and thunder so we'll do a love and thunder episode but for the most part you probably won't see like our regular episodes happening in july correct i know this is immediately following us missing a few episodes and me constantly telling you guys that we were going to be putting out more episodes <laughs> but this kind of comes with territory we need to take a month off so that we can get stuff set up and life happens whatnot. and this way we can get overly prepared and that way when we come back in august we're going to have stuff for you every time we're supposed to <laughs> maybe um <laughs> But so there's that. So in July, we'll be taking a break. Uh, we hope you take a break too. You know, we give you pass to go listen to other comic book podcasts. Just come back. Yeah, you better come back. <laughs> I don't give them permission to leave. Yeah, we're we're on a break. We um, will be posting some stuff on social media for the summer break archive. So yes. maybe episodes you didn't catch that we had that were really good in particular, we'll be highlighting those so that you guys can check those out during the break. Yep. So anyway, thanks again for listening. If you want more Cover B, you can find it at coverbpodcast.com. 
That's right. You can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Cover Me Podcast. Have a good weekend or a good rest of your week, I guess. It's Monday. <laughs> Have a good rest of your week. We will talk to you later in the week. Uh, I hope the work and or, I guess, not school. So I guess the I hope the work week is good for you guys. Or vacation. Or vacation week is good for you guys. <laughs> and we'll talk to you on Friday. Bye. Bye.